Fiona Harper reports on her adventures in the waters to the north of Australia, specifically three weeks on an expedition ship that travelled from Bali through the Indonesian archipelago to West Papua. Fiona tells Graham Kemlo how much she enjoyed the snorkelling in crystal clear waters filled with colourful fish with palm-fringed features and friendly villages, some of whom were getting their first visit from a cruise ship. Well, Fiona Harper, who uh, often reports to us from interesting places. She uh, lives in Queensland, but she's a little bit further north than that at the moment. I think you're in Port Moresby, Fiona, is that right? That's right, Graham. Yes, I just landed in uh, Port Moresby PNG yesterday. Okay, and you're on board a large-ish vessel. I know you've been on smaller vessels, but uh, what are you? just tell us about the ship that you're on. Yeah, so I've just got off um, Heritage Adventurer, which is an expedition ship um, with a New Zealand company called Heritage Expedition. So um, I boarded this ship in Bali uh, nearly three weeks ago and we travelled through the Indonesian islands uh, eastward um, up into West Papua and then across the top of PNG. Um, so, yeah, quite an incredible trip over nearly oh, three sounds, weeks. Sounds like a very glamorous trip. Were you, uh, you applying sun lotion liberally? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, interestingly, the snorkeling opportunities um, on that trip, uh, going eastwards from Bali, you kind of think about, you know, Bali being a surf destination and Indonesia being a surf destination. But the snorkeling and the um, the marine ecosystems that we went through were just incredible. Yeah, so plenty of opportunities to get in the water and, and soak up the Indonesian sunshine. Right. And you were taking photos too. I noticed a few on social media. Uh, about 5,000, I think, I took. Ah. <laughs> well, you know <laughs> that. We all do that, I think. And hopefully we get one that's good. Oh, yeah, there's uh, plenty. <laughs> yeah, there's quite a few more. I'll try and cull them down to about 100 or so oh, of my favourites. that's favorites. fantastic. No, I think you always do a terrific job with photography. Fiona, that's a real bonus uh, for for us. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's such a pretty area. You know, look, it's interesting... Um, Travelling through the different um, cultures, so from Indonesia where you've got a very strong Muslim culture or kind of Hinduish to begin with, yep. move, moving through a, a Muslim culture and then as we got into West Papua, uh, more Christian, but just the, the whole, observing the different types of culture as we moved eastwards was, yeah, was super interesting. Um, I think they, the, haven't they got the cargo cult somewhere up in New Guinea where they think <laughs> that there's a man coming to drop goods out of an aircraft? Oh, I'm not sure of that one, actually. Yeah, they're called the cargo cult. I, I don't know if it's a religion, <laughs> but they certainly had gathered the locals when they thought uh, that uh, they were about to be given something refrigerator at high speed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I'm not aware of that one. More okay. research required. That's probably... I don't think it's worth chasing anymore, <laughs> to be honest with you, Fiona. So um, was, was um, the Heritage Group just showing off this vessel? It's relatively new for them, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. So Heritage Expeditions has two ships. Uh, one smaller one, the Explorer, and the Adventurer is kind of their, their signature ship, I guess, which, interestingly, they took it into their fleet during COVID. So it's just uh, they did a whole lot of technical refurbishment behind the scenes during the last off-season, and that's just really uh, begun cruising again, coming down from Singapore. So it's gradually making its way down to New Zealand and then we'll end up in Antarctica in the in the summer season. So yeah, new ship on the you know expedition industry. So mm. yeah, interesting to be on board and, and just, you know, see what they're doing. And they're doing a fabulous job. I think we spoke to you and Belle, 
who's a colleague of ours in, in the travel yes. writing business, yep. who is going on that with some photo expedition uh, trips, not only to Antarctica, but I think also to Japan and somewhere else, oh, the Kimberley um, yep. next year. So funny that you should be on the same vessel and um, <laughs> doing doing your own photography, which is great. And, uh, but he said it was a vessel that they, I think, had been originally come from Finland. Does that sound right? Yeah, that's right. It was built in Finland in the 90s, I think, um, and spent a lot of time cruising the Russian water. So it's it's an icebreaker. I can't think of the category. It's the highest level of, of icebreaker. So, okay. yeah, it was designed to go into Antarctic waters. Um, sounds, sounds interesting. It's um, something I'd love to do at, at, at one point. If there's still a bucket list in my life, it's probably on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and interesting what you say about you and with uh, you and Bell with his photography tours. They they do have a, a photographer on board, you know, who captures all the moments. Obviously, everyone's taking their own photos, but they have a designated photographer on board to just help people cap- out. Is it? Yeah, and to give them, you know, like a, an overview, so that um, they'll send a, a, a book, basically an online book of all the photos that are captured. So we had a presentation on our last night at sea by the photographer on board, and there was I don't know, probably three or four hundred photos of you can imagine you know all the activities that we've done in nearly three weeks so yeah really nice to see a snapshot of of that whole experience all in in one slideshow right and Ewan said it's got very good food can you vouch for that <laughs> absolutely right I think my my tight jeans can certainly vouch for it listen um, you are like a racing greyhound <laughs> well tight jeans a, and you I don't think uh, not well, anymore no, they'd, be Tr- fine. they'd be fine trust me three weeks after three meals a day um, yeah, the jeans are certainly a little tighter than they used to be. Well, you don't um, have the bad influence of that Carolyn Jasinski who loves <laughs> vanilla slices. Yeah, this is true. Um, yeah, she is a bad influence, um, to be fair. But yeah, the food, interestingly, um, I did a couple of expeditions with the, the chef. So we went out to the fish markets on two occasions. So he was keen to, to add some fresh fish to the uh, to the stores. So we went to a couple of wet markets um, in Jayapura and went shopping for tuna, uh, which was yeah. so interesting because you could imagine, you know, these fishermen are bringing in tuna half the size of me, say, you know, like a metre to a metre wow. and a half okay. tall in some cases. So, yeah, and we had a couple of the crew, um, Indonesian speakers who could negotiate, you know, good deals. So, yeah, it was super interesting to see, you know, the chef's side of, of provisioning and, and how that food ends up on the menu. Yeah, that's always interesting going various places with chefs especially if you're in a foreign land um oh, even he absolutely. needs help uh, to, <laughs> uh, to you know to cut a deal yeah yeah it's so interesting um you know he mentioned that they had taken on i can't remember the numbers but it was at seven truckloads of stores in singapore so dry provisions you know rice and flour and all the you sure. know, regular dry stores and a lot of frozen food but they do like to try and um, they like a bit of protein well, that's right, and fresh protein. Uh, one market we went to, uh, all the fish were rejected because you know the, the chef decided that they weren't fresh enough. Um, right. They had been pre-frozen, or um, so they were all rejected. But other markets we went to, yeah, he was quite happy with the with the fresh produce. So, yeah, good to see you know like contributing to the local community by you know buying 
um, from the local fishermen, but also you know from a guest perspective, knowing that you've got the freshest fish coming on board. Mm. How many people on board with you, Fiona? Uh, it takes 140, uh, so it was almost half full, about 70, 75 passengers I think okay. we had. Room so. for dancing. Absolutely room for dancing, although to be fair we were so exhausted most days with snorkelling and village visits and climbing mountains and all the other things, um, mm. there was not much energy left for dancing at the end so of the night. So you didn't have to run around the promenade deck uh, <laughs> in your Nikes to get, bo- get boat fit? Uh, no, there was plenty of um, opportunities for, particularly in Rajarampat, you know, where there's mountains uh, to climb, you know, to get to get up onto these uh, limestone islets, you know, we'd climb up there to um, to get a good view of the island. So, yeah, plenty of opportunities for, for hiking and, and getting exercise Did anyone get a photo of you up one of these limestone uh, islets? Absolutely. Oh, good. <laughs> I'd love to see that. That'd, that'd be great. Yeah, no, there was a few few people who were keen on getting some exercise. So, yeah, any opportunity we could, we'd um, put our running shoes on and, and walk or hike or, or climb um, to get some exercise. Well, that sounds that sounds great. So, what what was the highlight? Is there any one highlight of this trip for you? Uh, a couple, um, mm. the uh, and mostly the wildlife experiences. So, we we swam with whale sharks in Sendawasi Bay, which is in the top of West Papua, the northwest corner of West Papua. Right. Um, and there's an area there where whale sharks aggregate pretty much all year round. So, we were fortunate to spend a morning uh, with them there's uh, fishing bag arms which are like the platform where the fishermen basically go each day to um, to catch their fish and so the whale sharks are attracted by you know the fishermen who are bringing in the fish um, yeah. and so it's a, it's a well-known spot for fairly reliable whale shark sightings so we spent probably I don't know maybe an hour or so swimming just you know in really deep water but the whale sharks come to the surface so you know being able to get you know within a meter or so of these magnificent creatures um as they cruise around do they don't eat humans they're called a shark but (laughs) they eat more like a whale do they yeah they're, yeah they're krill eaters mostly right. um so completely harmless to humans so you know it, it's quite confronting being in the water with an animal that's two or three times your size the but size of a bus oh absolutely but mm. they are so graceful and so gentle you know you you kind of back away when they come towards you and you know and they tend to go left and and we go right kind of thing oh, so there's okay. this really lovely synchronicity of both avoiding each other but also equally fascinated by each other did you have underwater photographic gear or um i didn't know and you in fact didn't it was... feel like drowning your iphone <laughs> no i didn't it was actually really lovely not to have a camera when i was snorkeling right. um just because you, you're a little bit more focused on what's going on around you if you're trying to photograph things you know mm. it's a different Good mindset call. yeah but being able to just watch these creatures was pretty special yeah well i i, I would accept that what was there one other thing you were thinking of as a highlight yeah, again, a wildlife thing. Um, the area West Papua is quite known for a bird of paradise birds. Oh, so yeah. there's a couple yeah. of particular species there that are that are only um, inhabiting one or two islands. Um, one guy in particular is the Wilson's bird of paradise, which I'd never heard of. Um, but we got it one morning about 3.30, I think the alarm was set for, and we were in the zodiacs by 4.30, so well before dawn to get to the island, to walk through the forest, to uh, get to the bird hide where these particular birds are known to inhabit. And so we were there before sunrise. So, and, and these birds have a, 
um, like a cobalt blue patch on the back of the head. Then there's a big yellow cape. And then on their wings and down their back is this bright red plumage. So, you know, a gorgeous little bird. It's about the size of a, a dove, I guess. Okay. Maybe not even that big. So quite a small bird. But they, the males do this lovely um, courtship dance of cleaning up their, their patch to attract the, the female birds. Yeah, I think so, I've done that. <laughs> yeah, it's quite common amongst males apparently to clean up, <laughs> clean up their patch. Clean not, up the patch. Not that I've had any experience with that, but right. um, anyway, in the bird life, um, yeah. they, these little guys are quite the um, the homemakers. So it was fascinating to see this little guy doing what he did to attract uh, to attract a woman. On that occasion, he wasn't successful, but um, oh well, it's lovely sure. that he came out to see you. <laughs> he had a good shot. Yeah, it yeah. was it was oh, really quite great. special to see him. Yeah, that's great. And were there lots of people sort of wanting to take photographs or any of the diehards getting up that early? No, there was, I think, probably the whole ship got up that morning. You're kidding. Um, yeah, it was, it, it's quite a big thing. Um, okay. You know, even for, for non-birders, they, um, you know, they made the effort because it's such a rare opportunity to see, you know, such a rare bird. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, you know, I think if you didn't make the effort, you probably would have been disappointed. Right. Right. Oh, well, that sounds great. And then what, they had breakfast ready for you when you got back to the ship? Yeah, they? yeah, that's right. So there's, you know, every opportunity to feed us, they um, they took the chance. So, yeah, we were back at the ship by, right. you know, probably and mid-morning and and having breakfast number two. Okay. And is West Papua, that's under Indonesian control or is it controversial? Uh, it's Indonesian control. So, right. yeah, there's obviously been lots of um, ownership of the... Over the years, yeah. Yeah. fighting it, about it. Uh, yeah. But now you're in PNG, which is... Um, That's right, on the eastern side of the New Guinea island, yeah, yeah. which is yeah, independently Papua New Guinea. Right. Now, the cruise you've just been on, is that something that's on the brochure? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, this particular cruise is, is only held once, uh, once a year. It's called the Indonesian Explorer. So from Bali to uh, Madang in PNG is yeah. the is the itinerary. I think next year they're going to change it around a little bit and go south of West Papua rather than north where we went. Um, okay. And interestingly, some of the places that we went on this voyage, um, we were either the first cruise ship to go into those, um, you know, some of these small villages or the the first one since COVID. So, you know, the welcome by some of these really remote communities who rarely see tourists, um, yeah, was quite extraordinary. Yeah, well, that sounds like a wonderful trip. So if people are interested in uh, chasing that up, where do they go? Is it Heritage Cruises? Is yeah, uh, it's Heritage Expeditions. So they're, right. they're uh, based in, in New Zealand. If right. you uh, Heritage-expeditions.com is their website. Um, okay. And you'll see they've got itineraries you know, all through um, Asia, up into Japan, um, and then down into the Antarctic and sub-Antarctic islands uh, south of New Zealand. Okay. Well, it sounds like you were very well catered for, in the both in the cultural sense and also in the uh, eating and drinking department. Oh, and in the yeah, absolutely. You know, across the board, it was it was such an interesting um, expedition. And you know, as I said earlier, it's so hard to get to a lot of these islands. So yeah, to do it on a on a comfortable um, small ship uh, with you know knowledgeable crew. There's you know, guides and lecturers and all sorts of specialists on board. So, yeah, um, phenomenal experience. Well, thanks, Fiona, and uh, hopefully we'll have a photograph or two to illustrate what you've all seen. All 500. 
Or, or more, yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, our listeners can, can check that out. So Absolutely. Yeah, it's my pleasure, Graham. Nice to talk. Reporter Fiona Harper speaking from Port Moresby in New Guinea after her expedition cruise. For more information, for more information, visit heritage-expeditions.com. <laughs>